welcome to the Loose Lips Coaching Panel Podcast. I'm Karen Dyer, Self-Empowerment Coach. I'm Linda Archer, Breakup and Divorce Coach. And I'm Nina Kundi, The Relationship Coach. Welcome to another edition of Loose Lips Coaching Panel Podcast. And today I am so excited, ladies, because I get to share with you one of my very, very, very all-time longest friends ever. And if it wasn't for this lady, I don't think the world would have experienced Nina Kundi coaching. So I want to give a massive, massive warm welcome to my darling friend, Brooke. Hey, Brooke, how are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. Excited to be here with you today. Oh, awesome. Now, Brooke, just tell all of our fans out there, what is it that you do and why do you feel so passionate about it? Okay, well, I'm the breakthrough specialist and I help people, mainly women, to break through their old stories and their old beliefs so they can find their power to go and do what they really want to do. So they're not hiding behind that mask of confidence and worrying about, I'm going to be found out, I'm not good enough at this, and all those sorts of things. And the reason I'm really passionate about this is because I didn't have a great start to life and I had all those old stories, I'm not good enough, you know, I'm going to get found out. I looked really confident, but underneath, I just felt like an empty shell that I was just faking it and I was going to get caught out at any moment and any time. It wasn't a nice way to live. So when I started working on my mindset and realised that actually those stories that I had were stories that I'd got from my mum because I was very much abused as a child, both physically and mentally. And I was told every day I was hated, I'm ugly, that I'm not worth anything, I'm not good enough, no one will ever love me. Why didn't I die when I was born? All these things I was told. So you grow up believing. And I was quite confident, I think, if I'd have been left to be nurtured in a nice way. But because I wasn't, I became in my shell and I became quieter and quieter and quieter until I thought nobody wants to listen to me. Nobody wants to hear what I've got to say. And it was all because of the stories that I was taking on as a child, you know, because whatever you hear as a child, you believe because you haven't got that critical faculty to like reason with it and think, is that true or not? You just take it on as truth. So a lot of people are carrying this around with them, that I'm not good enough, I'm going to get found out, what are people thinking of me, being big people pleasers. But now I've worked a lot of the way through things, obviously we're all as a work in progress, and I've come out the other side, and my kind of tagline is from scared little girl to standing on stage sharing my story. My thing is, if I can do it, you guys can do it, anybody can do it. I had medical issues as well when I was born, which back in the late 60s, having postnatal depression wasn't a thing that was known about. So I didn't have that bonding with my mum to start with. And there's lots of other issues going on that created the, the life I had as a child. But it doesn't have to be my future. Our past doesn't have to define what we have as a future. Now I've been through it, I certainly know which side I'd like to be on. You know, I am confident now. I have got that belief in myself that what I have to say people want to hear about because I've been on stage impacting and inspiring lots of people and I've got lots of amazing clients that I help as well so I'm really really passionate about this because I don't like the thought of any woman walking around feeling like an empty shell with that face mask of I'm confident but I'm going to get found out you know with their heart pounds a minute somebody comes up to them to ask them a question thinking how am I going to answer am I going to upset them and having like 10,000 conversations going on in their head which is exhausting So I encourage my clients to be 
who they want to be and go for what they want to be. And I really believe that underneath everybody's a diamond and they can shine as bright as they want, but we're just buried under like layer upon layer upon layer of old beliefs and old stories. And once we get rid of those old stories and those old beliefs, they can shine just as they want to be. But I don't believe people are broken or that in need fixing. They are who they are. They just need to be able to have that confidence to shine through and do what they want to do. So um, as you can tell, I'm really, really passionate. And I just absolutely love it when a client has an aha moment or has a breakthrough and goes and changes like that. I mean, I run boot camps and sometimes in my boot camps, people that have had issues for like 40, 50 years, they've broke through in a couple of days. And it's like, oh my goodness, it's completely changed my life. And I love hearing that when somebody says, oh my goodness, that's completely changed my life because I'm a real big fan of the ripple effect. You know, if I can help anybody and it causes a great ripple effect by changing their life, it's absolutely amazing. So changing my mindset literally changed my life. Totally agree with that. What's really surprising, Brooke, is that I've known you for so many years. You know, even though we've known each other through a different capacity, it just goes to show that we all come with a background story. And there's always something that we work through and then we kind of have that message then to pass on to other people. And I think even though I've known you for so many years, until you actually became a coach, I didn't know how deep it went for you, just as like before I became a coach, a lot of people out there didn't know how deep it actually went for me. Wouldn't you agree with that, Linda? It's surprising, isn't it, how we don't share until we're ready to share. Absolutely. And I think we all live on a very superficial level most of the time when we're not thinking about ourselves or we're not looking at the limiting beliefs or anything. And what struck me about your introduction there, Brooke, was about you're not in that victim mode. And it just sounded so different hearing your story because you're using it to other people's benefit. And it's coming right round again, like you say, the ripple effect, but it's coming right back to you as well on the satisfaction level of helping people and the strength and the power. And that is just awe inspiring. Absolutely. Yeah. It just makes my heart sing. And I just love it. It's like at the end of the day, you know, some of my clients say, Oh, you must be you know, exhausted seeing clients throughout the day. But I'm absolutely buzzing because I'm like, yes, another one has a breakthrough. Sometimes it could be a small little breakthrough, and the other times it's like a massive breakthrough. But it doesn't matter. It's the fact that they're moving forward and realizing that they don't need to be, like you say, a victim of their past. Whatever their past was, it's their past, but they can create the future that they want to create. And sometimes just saying that to people and realizing, actually, yes, I can create what I want to create by changing the way I think about things and sort of questioning the beliefs that we've had. Are they my beliefs or are they beliefs from other people? We can have very well-meaning parents and teachers and people in authority, but they've got their own beliefs and their own, own stuff that they've inherited from people. So they're only working from where they've come from and thinking they're doing the best that they can. But we can interpret it, you know, in a completely different way. I remember having one client who's parents well-meaningly used to pay them pennies when they did jobs around the house Mm. but that client equated to the fact that she was only worth pennies she wasn't worth the pounds you know so the parents were trying to teach her that the value of money and and, you know about working and and earning money you think they were doing a good thing but she believed it in a different way which then became her belief that she was only worth pennies 
I totally resonate with that, actually, because as a parent, there is no Bible. We can't use the blame factor here in any which way, shape or form, because our parents, teachers, peers, they've all done the job that they need to do to the best of their ability. But it's just so eye-opening how you would not really see that at the time. So you think you're doing something really, really good for your child because you're teaching them the value of money. But yet later down the line, a belief has been formed without malice, with no malice whatsoever. And yet this can be something that absolutely holds this person back from being the superstar that they actually are. Nina, you've just struck a chord there with me because my girls are 12 and 15. And because I'm going through my journey, I love to include them in that. So I'm planning to like sit down with them and see what their issues are around money and, and different things, because I think I've put things in their heads as well at the minute. So I don't want that to go any further into that adulthood. And because of the knowledge I've got and, you know, the growth mindset and everything, and I love the place I'm in because then I can help them as much as I can now in a different way yeah I totally agree with that yeah and it's interesting because I'm quite renowned for like going an inch wide and 600 miles deep with my clients and this client didn't even realize that she had a money mindset issue because she's really successful anyway until we got talking about it in more depth and I can remember saying oh my goodness nobody's ever asked me that question or that question oh my goodness I didn't realize that was something that was holding me back and once we unraveled all that and unpicked it and changed how she thought about it then it was a complete different way of life that she was thinking about how she was living her life when people come to work with you what point in their life do you think they're at it can be all different points that I think they've just suddenly realized that they've had enough of feeling like they're an empty shell that they're putting on this mask of confidence and it's often when they want to go for a promotion or they want to move up in their business and these fears and these old beliefs come up and they don't know what to do with them. And sometimes they'll come to me and say, I just feel stuck, but I don't know why I'm stuck. I absolutely love having a client like that because then I can, okay, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must admit, Linda, some of the sessions I've had with Brooke and I'm like, right, come on. And then she doesn't half shake me. She's like, why? <laughs> why? And then even when I have a chat with her, just a normal conversation and I'm like, I'm trying to do this. And she goes, well, stop trying then take that word out of the equation yeah. and I'm like oh I never thought about that yeah so it's, <laughs> it's amazing how you know even just between the three of us you can have conversations with each other and still not realize where the mind is at and what what we are actually speaking about and how we are the language that we're using now Brooke one of the things I'm really interested in is the fact that you're writing a book I'm so excited about this share with our viewers what this is all about, when it's going to be launched, and how frigging excited are you to be getting this all on paper? I am very, very excited. It's all about self-sabotage. And as you quite rightly said, it led it quite nicely. It's all about the thoughts we think and the things we say to ourselves. So my book is all about the things I've gone through in my life and the stories that I've dealt with and some of my clients as well. And it's talking about how you can actually shift them yourself. So reading this book, you will have some kind of shift. What I wanted to do was to impact more people. So I thought if I write a book and lay out the techniques and tools that I've used and I use with my clients, so people can read it and think, oh, right, okay, that's why I'm doing it that way. But if I just try this and do this way, then things will be different. 
and I challenged myself because I love challenges to write in 90 days and the reason I did that is because on the 1st of June is my granddaughter's birthday who I actually helped give birth to and on the 1st of September is my wedding anniversary so I'm actually going to write and publish the book in 90 days. It's amazing how if it sort of fell into place I've already had my photo shoot for the front cover, my um, graphic designers designing the cover, I've got editors in place, I've got proofreaders in place, it's all coming together really really nicely but I had no clue when I started what was going to happen. Very very brave, I mean 90 days, that's like <laughs> wow there's no time for writers cramping there. There's oh. no time for nothing else but writing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is super fascinating. Like you say, when I did my book, all of a sudden it just came and it came from nowhere. And, you know, I started my book in the September and it was finished in the January. So I think even though my, mine took a little bit longer, I think if you are committed to doing it, and like you say, it's the action, isn't it? It's the action mm. that absolutely moves us forward. And, you know, just by taking action from you, Brooke. And as you say, we bounce off each other and I do with Linda and, you know, it, it's, it's really, really great that we have that relationship between the three of us is that I actually started doing some more writing on mine the other day. And it was beautiful because I giggled and I laughed and I just thought, oh my, and this was because you inspired me, Brooke, to be able to put pen to paper again. Do, do you know what I mean? It's been a while since I've done that. So do we have a name for the book? Are, are we allowed to tell anybody the name of the book yet? Or At the moment, it's called You Can Have It. And oh. it's breaking through your self-sabotage to, to have what you want in life is the subtitle. So um, it's just letting people know that if they want something, they can have it. Because often, I don't know about you ladies, but when you say to somebody what you want, they go, mm, I don't know. But they'll quite easily give you a huge list of stuff that they don't want. So, okay, well, give me your don't wants and then we'll flip it around to what you want. And I did it the other day with a client and they went, oh my goodness, yes, that is what I want. But I would have never have thought to say that if you hadn't have done that exercise with me. And it's almost like they need to give themselves permission to allow themselves to do it and then believe they can do it. And having you believing in them as well, that's like the opening for it, isn't it? Yeah, and it's also about a lot of people I deal with have had little traumas in their childhood and been told, you know, don't cry, babies cry. So we grow up thinking it's not okay to cry. And most of my clients end up crying in my sessions, which I actually celebrate. And I had one client message me the other day saying, thank you for giving me permission to cry. I feel so much better now. I've had a good cry. It's okay to cry because we're brought up the belief that it's weak if we cry. We're not allowed to cry because only babies cry. So that's one belief that I celebrate with my clients when they cry. Then they keep crying and they say, so we, <laughs> I said, yeah, well, it's a release in emotions. It's a really yeah. good thing to do. Definitely. And I always find that they apologize. And I always say to them, there's no apology needed because we spend so many years of our lives suppressing these emotions to a point where we stop ourselves from crying. And I know I've been victim of that in the past where I suppressed my emotions that much. It was like a pot bottle and I just kept pushing it and pushing it down. And eventually the pot bottle opened and everything came flooding out. But I got to a point where I, I couldn't cry. I could not cry. And now, now that I'm more in my feminine energy, oh my God, ladies, I cry at Emmerdale, I cry at Coronation <laughs> Street, I cry for everything, everything you can possibly imagine. But I embrace it. Mm -hmm. And now because I've gone for so many years without actually crying, I love it now. I'm like, 
I'm crying. How amazing. Do you find that, girlies, that ladies apologise for getting upset? Absolutely. Because we shouldn't have to. I mean, obviously working on self-worth, one of the things I love to really impact with my ladies is that we don't apologise unless we've caused the problem to be apologising for. That's a massive part of taking that step towards loving yourself because we don't want to be taking on everybody else's blame it is a beautiful moment isn't it Brooke when you share that space with your clients and trigger something inside that they didn't even realize was sat there themselves it's lovely to be able to share it gives me goose pimples even when I I think about it because it's so beautiful to be able to sit in that space with them And it's also, I was never allowed to cry as a child. I said, well, think about that. It's your parents or whoever was asking you not to cry. It was their belief because maybe they didn't know how to deal with somebody that was crying and they were embarrassed. So that's the best way of them stopping it. I said, but I'm not embarrassed about you crying. You don't need to apologise. So just let it flow, let it go. You know, and I see the tears sort of start trickling. Now it's like, (laughs) and it's it's really, really good. And and afterwards I said, oh my goodness, I feel so much lighter. I said, yeah, because it, emotional baggage that you're carrying with you can feel really really heavy I said you wouldn't carry around a suitcase full of bricks for the fun of it because your arm would ache it's the same with our emotional baggage us carrying it around causes aches and pains in our bodies and crying is one of the best ways that we can release it my clients are used to it now if they message me and say oh I had a right good cry last night and I'm like good Great. And that's the beauty of it though, isn't it? Because it's like being able to release it. I used to carry horrific pain within my body and now being able to release that emotion. It's such a free feeling, I think. Absolutely. So Brooke, tell the readers, when can we get this book? So it's going to be from the 1st of September, hopefully, fingers crossed, that's when we're going to do the launch. And just so everybody out there knows, I will drop all of the links. So if you are out there feeling empty and you feel like you need to reach out to Brooke, then please do so because Brooke does some amazing work. And, you know, we're lucky enough to know Brooke as a friend, as well as a a colleague. And I'm also hoping that Brooke's going to be joining us on the stage next year as well, when we go out touring and doing our Loose Lips coaching events, which I am super excited to be rolling out as soon as we possibly can. But For now, Brooke, thank you so much for coming and sharing this space with us and passing all of your knowledge over to our readers. And good luck with writing the book. I am on hand if you need anything. And I cannot wait to share the launch with you on the 1st of September and to be able to advertise that all over the world so everybody can take advantage. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Lots of love. Lots of love. Thank you, Linda. And for everybody out there, much love to you all. And remember, keep being awesome. The Loose Lips Coaching Panel Podcast.